choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony, I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class, so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to a hundred, nigga, real quick. Yo, 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 what up? This is Kells. This is at Thanks for Asking Podcast, episode 205. I am back at KMGZ on Twitter. Sorry, I'm getting started a little late. I had to wait. Some fucking dickhead outside my fucking window been blowing a fucking horn. New York City drivers, y'all get on my... Drivers, period. Like, listen, I am a very aggressive driver and I'm an angry driver. But just, like, blowing your horn when niggas is stuck is what you want them to do. Fucking elevate and fly over. It's nothing you can do. You just making fucking noise. Shut the fuck up. That shit drive me nuts. Niggas just laying on their fucking horn. Nobody can do nothing. Nobody can do nothing. Nobody can go nowhere. You're just an asshole making noise. Anyway, let's get into it. Uh, this is, what did I say? This is episode 2. Damn, I can't read my head, my hand right. I think it's 205. I've been drinking because I want to make this a little lively. Anyway, alright, let's get going. Um, yours and Negra 2 is going out to the Philadelphia 76ers. Listen, we should have swept the um, Nets that first game. You know, they called us sleeping. But, you know, listen, I live in New York City. But I am a Philly native, and I have no love for New York City sports fans. I think these motherfuckers, especially Knicks fans, are delusional as fuck. These motherfuckers keep talking about the story franchise. Where is it? What is it? What is the story? I don't understand, because them motherfuckers ain't won shit since before I was born. And I'm old as a motherfucker. So, I don't know what the fuck y'all talking about. This shit, they, the basketball mecca, I'm here to tell you. Nobody give a fuck about New York City. Nobody thinks about New York City when they think about ball. If anything, they think about L.A. because the Lakers have won so many championships. Or maybe they think about Boston. Nobody don't think about New York. Y'all niggas are delusional. So, um, shout out to, you know, the Sixers. We, we, y'all talk mad shit after the first game. Everybody jigging and jicking on the sideline. Shit was funny. Where's Ben Simmons? Well, I think you've located him because y'all the fuck home. All right, shout out to Philadelphia 76ers. We going to play Toronto. We'll see what's what. Um, shout out to Lizzo, baby, that album. It's everything. Cause I love you hits me in my fucking chest. Like y'all, look, y'all know I'm single. Y'all know I'm looking. Like I am just dying for like some fucking love to just come fucking eat me alive. Like that's what I've been looking for. Nobody don't want to shoot their shot. Nobody. Don't, I don't know what the fuck is wrong. You know, but I'm not desperate. So you know, I know I'm the shit. So I'm not going to settle for any bullshit. And you can't fuck with my shit. I, I Listen, keep going. I appreciate it. I'm a hard road to hoe. I'm not easy. You know, I, I get it. But, you know, when I find that one, I'm going to know. So, but anyway, this album, nigga, I, everything you saying on there, I fucking feel you, B. Like, I love that shit. I love it. Love it. Yours and negritude. Um, and finally, to, listen. You know, Rihanna got us on this goddamn vegan starvation diet. She, I don't know when R9 is going to come out. She going to put it out when I, when she put it out, I guess. You know, she keep teasing us. She keep fucking with it. She keep dropping this goddamn makeup, you know. But, um, you know, she also keeps killing these uh, magazine covers. And she did the um, Vogue Australia. Listen, <laughs> Rihanna is the baddest bitch. Ain't nobody fucking with 
Rihanna. That girl is fucking fine as fuck. She eats a camera. She eats a magazine. She's just flawless. It's effortless. She got big dick energy. She got swag. Sis just shows up and sucks all the air up out the room. I'm sweet, starving to death, though, babe. Can you please put this fucking album out? I'm not trying to rush you or anything, but, like, God damn, like, please, Beyonce done put out a whole motherfucking um, concert video and everything. The Beehive is just fed, and we just over here fucking seek, cheeks sunken, just starving on this bread and water diet. Niggas, I see, they keep, um, 50 staffs keep retweeting, they was like, yeah, um, I, um, all your, like, old ass songs, it's like back in the top ten, because niggas is just like, yo, well, I guess I'll just listen to this shit, because ain't got nothing else, like, all your albums, all your old ass shit, it's like back in the charts, because niggas is like, please, can we get some music, but you ate that magazine cover, babe, and listen, I, you'll never hear this, but I love you to death, I ain't got no fucking money, but I would love you with my whole heart, you are the baddest motherfucker I have ever seen in my whole entire life, um, God bless you. All right, um, all right. So let's get to the to the thick of it. Uh, let's see. Let's go through the quick stuff. Um, so I read. I think it was a couple of days ago. Um, Robin Crawford, who was um used to be uh Winnie Houston's. Well, I mean, with her like longtime friend. It used to be her creative director, and you know, rumored uh love interest. I say rumored because Whitney is you know. In the upper room and has never spoke of it herself, but I mean, you know, seems to be true. Anyway, is is writing a book. Um, finally, and I say finally because originally when Whitney died and all through the stuff, she she put what I thought she wrote what I thought was the best obituary written for Whitney um, in the L.A. Times, and it didn't get a lot of traction. But if you can Google it and find it, it was really you know. Uh, it was a touching obituary, better than anything that I had seen, all these people that was claiming to love her and all that did, um, but she had always said that she would never, she said that she would never speak of her, and she never would, and she would keep what was between them to herself, and, you know, but I think that, you know, they, everybody putting out a Whitney Houston movie, and I think after that, after that horrible, slanderous, bullshit-ass Bobby Brown story where he just fucking lied and slandered Whitney Houston to death. I feel like she's now like, okay, well, look, you know, I I said I was gonna keep my story quiet, but everybody got on the um both of the documentaries for Whitney. Everybody bringing her name up, talking about her, the fan, you know, she was trying to get some. Everybody got something to say, so I guess she's like, okay, since y'all want to talk about me and bring my name up and tell y'all stories, let me tell you what the real is. So I'm gonna write a book and let y'all know what the really real is, and I can't blame her, you know what I mean, she stayed quiet for a long time, she never say, said anything, but now everybody making movies and shit, and, 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 and telling her story, so I guess she's like, no, let me, I'm gonna come through and tell y'all what really happened, so I'm looking forward to it, and I am gonna read it, because, you know, like I said when I reviewed, um, Can I Be Me, I, you know, I think that Robin was the only one that really ever really cared for Whitney, and was keeping Whitney's demons at bay, and, you know, when she, when she, when they parted ways, Whitney, that's when Whitney really went downhill, um, and ended up, you know, uh, not making it, so, I, I look forward to that, um, and I'm glad, you know, I'm glad she's doing it, because I feel like, you know, I, I feel like her version will be the truth, I do, I feel like everybody else's version is self-serving, um, and, you know, I, I just want to hear her, her version, and it didn't really sound like, you know, it sounded like she just wanted to tell what happened. It didn't really sound like I'm writing some tell-all. This is my lover book. Like, I didn't get that from it. I got, you know, I'm going to tell. I've known me and Whitney were, were 
friends since high school. I know her the longest. She's a good friend of mine. I know her the best. And I, now I'm just going to write the book to tell you the real her. Because all these other niggas is tripping. Um... Alright, got it out the way. Another quick one. So I finally watched Homecoming. Beyonce's Homecoming came out. Look, people, I don't know. Look, I'm not a huge fan of Beyonce. I'm just not. I've never had been. I appreciate her talent. I, I like her performances. I'm just not a huge fan. I just, I am not. I've said before, you know, I, I'm a, I grew up, I'm a Gen X. I grew up on Michael Jackson, Prince, Whitney, Janet, all of them in their prime. So Beyonce to me it's just the natural evolution of that. She is somebody who's walked through the door that all those people open, who was influenced by them, and you can see it in her shows. And I appreciate it. She's really good. But I just don't, you know, I just feel like the Hive does too much. I think y'all are fact deficient. I think that y'all just do too much. Like, you know, I just don't compare her to Michael Jackson, saying she's better. That's ridiculous. Um, I feel like she would tell you that's ridiculous. I mean, you know, you, you, you know, but... You know, I don't, I like her. It's not that I dislike her. You know, you know, I, I just don't, I don't go up for her like y'all do. I, I'm not crazy. I, she's got, you know, some music that I like. I don't think her catalog is that strong, but I think she has good, I've said before, I think her best album was Beyonce. I don't like Lemonade at all. I think Lemonade was overrated. Oh, well, I won't say at it all. It's four songs on there I like. Um, you know, I think she's really good visually. Um, but, you know, she's not the first person to do that either. Oh my gosh, she's the first person to visual album. Not, no not um yeah but i but i was looking forward to home first i didn't well actually when home when i first i didn't want to see it because i thought it was a concert movie and nothing against beyonce i don't like concert movies period like i, I don't like prince has concert movies like i don't like them because i'm like i already saw the show what i'm gonna watch a video of the show for like i've seen the show no thank you but this i reason i watched this i wanted to watch this because as y'all were tweeting about it you were saying like it would she was putting things in there about hbcus and 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 um you know kind of giving them their roses so i was like okay i'll watch that i didn't go to hbcu never wanted to go to hbcu but i watched that right and so it was good like i liked it the editing was good i liked the way she cut it in i didn't i don't you know if her show come on hbo then i'll see it but i'm not you know i don't go see it live um but I did watch the Coachella streams. I had seen the show, but I saw, you know, whatever that show was. But I, she cut all the different performances from all different places. It was really good. It was good. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, but I do want to say, you know, listen, before I let go, that is a black African-American classic. It is made by Frankie Beverly and Bays. Frankie Beverly and Mays, Philadelphia Natives. It is a Philly classic for sure, an African-American classic, but you put, you put Before I Let Go on in Philadelphia, and you just better get out the way, and we don't do no electric slide to that shit, there's a specific dance that you do to Before I Let Go, I could, you know, the Germantown two-step, whatever part of, whatever part of Philly you from, you just put your neighborhood on it and call it that, we don't do the electric slide off of no Before I Let Go, that's not an electric slide dance, but anyway, um, and her version was cute, it was cute, I appreciate it, but all y'all talking about is better than Frankie Beverly, they been played this at the cookout, no, 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 y'all in the club doing y'all little club dances. Y'all can put that on. Please play me the Frankie. You can mix me. You can maybe mix it in and then go back to Frankie Beverly. But I need to hear the Frankie Beverly version. I'm sorry, I don't want to hear that version. That and definitely don't want to hear that over Frankie Beverly. And also, do y'all know that before I let go was a breakup song? Like I feel like I'm. Mean, it's a jam, and we gonna bop to it. But I feel like people be with their booze, like oh, like y'all think that's a love song. It's not a love song. What he's saying is, you made me happy. We've been together for a long time, but you know I really love you. You should know. 
And I, I just want to make sure that I'm right about this before I let go. I mean, before I fucking break up with you, I just want to make sure. We have been together for a long time. I love you. I'm always going to love you. We had good times. But, you know, it's over with now. But I just want to make sure. I don't want to let you go on no, you know, rash decision because we have so much history. That's what the song is about if you listen to the words. So, y'all out here acting like that shit is a love song and a party song. It's not. Like, listen to it. It's like when people play Pretty Wings at their wedding. Like, that is not a joyous song you might like it but like the spirit of a song matters right and if you with your boo and y'all in love and y'all trying that might not necessarily be the song you want to be dancing to because that's about a breakup but you know shout out to homecoming i enjoyed it her visuals was great her um the, the movie was great i thought it i thought the pace was well um it was well paced i will say you know one of the big reasons i don't connect with beyonce personally is i just don't her to me, she's she is too polished. She is overly polished. She is I I like to see people's personality. I like to see their humanity. I don't like that super polished, super you know remote, distant, old like you know like stars used to be back in the old days. We off that. I don't like that. And the way she was, and, and for me to really, I need to see your personality. So I love Rihanna, so Madonna, um, even Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson would do on Oprah, you know, he would show your personality. I don't like that super pristine cut off, you know, I'm too good for you. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. I think we off that and I just don't, she doesn't connect for me. Okay. That's one of the main reasons I'm not a huge fan, but I will say in homecoming when she was being, you know, I just, I understand, you know, she came up under her father and you know, he's old school, but like, I, I wish she would let that go because you know, it's just let it go sis like everybody out here is being themselves and being authentic and doing whatever you're Beyonce nobody can dim your star at this point you know stop giving these flat interviews with these rehearsed lines like you're afraid to make a mistake make a mistake you're a human being make a mistake it's okay Oprah make mistakes everybody make mistakes laugh joke you know show your personality okay I think I think it I think it will go a long way you know because just being frank on the, on the, uh, and people was like, oh, well, she's, co I'm not talking about code switching. I'm not talking about, because I don't think she code switches. I think she, I don't think she code switches at all. Um, I think she's very, uh, media trained, very rehearsed. That's different than code switching because it, it's not like she was talking super hood in the, in the video. She was just talking regular. So she's not code switching, but she was just being authentic. She was not trying to, I'm going to give you this for the camera, this for the interview. Like I, you know, I, I feel like if she would be more authentic you know I, I just think she would connect more and I, and, and I know she does really good on tours but like you know the hive again the hive exaggerates her influence like she's Beyonce but like she's Beyonce like she doesn't she's not this super influential what everybody is pushing the bar trying to be the sound that people are trying to chase she's not she's just she's Beyonce you look at her appreciate her I just feel like um that's part of it. I just feel like she doesn't like Rihanna and I'm not comparing them, but Rihanna is what part of what makes Rihanna so amazing is that I am positive that she holds back. She's even said that she holds back some part of herself, like, you know, how she is with her. She says all the time, how I am with my friends and my family. It's my one. I know she's different with them, but her public persona is still authentic. You get that she is a fun girl, that she's a girl's girl, that she loves her mother, she loves her fun, she jokes, she laughs, she's, she's laughs at the things we laugh at, she talks the way we talk, you know what I'm saying, like she's, you get, you get her personality, 
comes through. And she's never, she's never, but she's still trained. Like, she's still, me. like, my point is, you can be media savvy and media ready without being just so detached and so aloof. You know, it's like, I just, just be yourself. Just, just be yourself. You, you don't, you, you, nobody can bring you down. Nobody can throw, you, you Beyonce, you're, you're, I, you're a big superstar. It's nothing, you can't stumble at this point. You know, I can see when y'all were younger, because I've seen the videos back then, y'all were very raw, y'all were very, you know, Houston. I get it back then, but like you, you passed that now, you know, so it's, I, you let it go. Whatever, fuck the hive. I know they're going to get in my mentions. I don't, fuck y'all, I don't care. I'm telling, this is what I'm, this is my opinion. But I liked Homecoming. It was awesome. I, I really got it. I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Because I, when I went in, I was like, eh, this is going to be a concert movie. But no, it wasn't. It was good. Um, so quick. Um, so I, I got on here last week and I told you I don't see it for um, Elizabeth Warren. I don't find her to be presidential. And I still don't. Um, but what I will say is... Um, I appreciate that she actually, you know, has made the statement, what I said, that, look, we need to move to impeach. We need to move to impeach because we have um, evidence and facts that indicate that he has bro- broken laws and not fit, in office, not fit for office. And we, the Constitution doesn't say, you know, if it's politically expedient, if it's politically proper. It lays down these, these, these are what is allowed and this is what is not. And if these things are done, then you, you are to impeach. She laid, she's, which is accurate, which is why, you know, Nancy and all this bullshit, they, they, they get on my nerves. Like, that's not, I don't give a fuck if it can't get through the Senate. We don't give a, you are, you are supposed to do these things because this is your fucking duty. Same as all this other shit you're talking about, okay? And we can walk and chew gum at the same time. And the second point she made, which is what I also say, is you cannot let this stand. If you don't do anything about this president, the country is gone. Because you have basically said there is no rule, there is no law, there is no line. You can get in, you can you can campaign and you can ask hostile foreign governments for help. You can, you know, trade on your office. You can violate all these laws. You can give people override security clearances. You can trade with the Russians. You can give secrets away. You can let them chop up reporters and kill. And it doesn't matter. And that is the precedent you're setting. So for that and that reason alone, we cannot do this. Who gives a fuck if the Senate won't pass it? You know what? The House will pass it. You impeach him, and you let the Senate and you hang that shit around the Senate's neck. And like she said, you don't want to vote to impeach after all the facts that got out. You're gonna have to. We're gonna hang that around your neck, and we're gonna see what you're gonna. What well, we'll see. All this waiting for the voters to do it. No, that's why. And you know what? That's why I appreciate what Bob Mueller did. Everyone's like, oh, he punted. No, he didn't. He did not punt. His job was very narrow, and he did it. And he pushed that fucking, he said, look, this is, I was on a fact-finding mission to figure out what occurred. I, I went on my fact-finding mission. I, I figured out what occurred. Here's what occurred. Here goes the effects, the facts that I um, uncovered. But you're not going to push this shit on me because it ain't my duty. I, it ain't my, I'm not a member of Congress. It ain't my job to impeach this guy. It ain't my job to say he broke the world. You're not going to push this shit on me. And, and that's, what they're try, that's what the Democrats are trying to do. Oh, let's let it to the left. So you want to push it on the voters. You want to push it on Bob Mueller. It ain't on Bob Mueller. It ain't on the voters. It ain't on the Southern District of New York. We were not elected. Okay? We did not get elected to Congress and raise our hand and say we're going to follow this. Y'all did. And it's like this This is a basic, basic thing. And if you can't do this, I really, y'all all need to be impeached. I, I mean, because what are you doing? 
we well, we need to talk about healthcare, nigga. We've been talking about healthcare and all that shit since fucking the first day. All right, and we're gonna be talking about that. Like, get the fuck out of here, y'all. All these little fucking excuses. You're being cowardice. You're being scared, and you're playing politics. And we are way past that. And this is what I was saying when I said I didn't want Nancy Pelosi back up in there, okay? And every time she do some little basic shit, oh, yes, man, Nancy did a fucking thing, okay? Whenever there's a time to stand up, she does not stand up. She's not a leader. She's a follower. When everybody, when all the X's and O's are lined up and everything, everybody's for it, now here come Nancy. That does, that's not courage. Courage is doing the right thing before all that. Courage is being the one in the front saying, no, this is the right thing to do. Y'all can be over there if y'all want to, and y'all can be over there if y'all want to, but I'm doing this because this is the right thing to do. And she don't do that. Not a wartime consigliere. All that she cuts a deal, that's, that, shit is, that shit is for when shit is going nice, and we don't have an idiot fucking Nazi fucking spy president in there, you know, cutting deals. What you cutting de- how you cutting deals? With the de- you can't cut deals with the devil, darling. You can't do it. Because the devil end up with your soul. Alright? So, fuck Nancy. I, 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 you know, I don't, I don't see what's so great about her. I, all, I, all I know, Nancy, look at the history of um, the electoral map and how we got here. Nancy Pelosi is a huge part of it. Because, yeah, she cuts deals and cuts deals and got the whole map red and blue and got you dealt into a fucking corner with no fucking armor and no fucking swords and no fucking guns and no fucking ammunition and the motherfucking White Walkers is at your door. That's where, that's where she got you with these fucking deals. Whatever. Um, what I want to do next. These, I got some hard rants, so I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to gear up for them. Oh, so, um... You know, I saw I saw that they held the little town hall. So listen, I didn't watch them. I'm probably not I'm not probably. I'm not gonna watch any of that shit. When we get down to, it's too many fucking people in these races. I like I said before. I think it's a distraction. I think it's a mistake. We need to have two, three tops strong ass candidates. My opinion, those are uh, Joe Biden. Of course, I wouldn't pick Joe Biden, but I mean, you know, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and. I, I, just from a popular, from a, what do I want to say? From a, um, clout or, or, or likes or, you know, what they call it? Clicks perspective. I would say Warren, but I don't think Warren is a contender. I don't think Warren's viable. I don't think she could, she's a contender. No knock against her. I just, I've said before, she's just not presidential. Yes, she has all the policies. She has all the ideas. Great. As a mean, you need to be president. I, she doesn't have, to, she doesn't have the bearing and the, what you need to go up against Trump. You got to be able to box to go up against Trump. And she is she don't have it. Um so if I if I was to pick the contenders, I would actually I only see two. I see Kamala and Biden. That's it. The rest of these cats, all these Budigard, whatever the fuck his name is, Beto, all them niggas, that's all hype. They're not going to they're not going to be around. Um, whoever these other, I don't even know who these other also rants are, again, not going to be around. The, the two heavyweights are Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. And I, as I have said, so, so the point of that, what I started at to say is I'm not watching them because I don't know who I vote for. I vote for Kamala Harris. Again, this whole informed voter got to see, like, you nigga, you nigga the, 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 the policies are these, not Donald Trump. That's really all you need to know. Not Donald Trump. I don't, this educated vote, it's a bunch of dumb shit. We want healthcare, we want fucking um, corporate, corporations to pay their fair share of taxes, we want 
uh, student loan forgiveness. We want better jobs. We want education. We want trans. Uh, what do you call it? infrastructure? Everybody has some version of that. Like I don't. You motherfuckers act like y'all got to fucking you know get up into the fucking set like Samuel Tarley and read all these fucking books and figure out who to vote for. I think that's stupid. I think that's fucking retarded. Okay. Everybody knows you have your base core values. That guy is anti them. You got these two people here. One is a seventy-five year old white man. The other is a young black woman who is. Uh, on the rise. I, I don't, so I'm not, the point of that is I don't need to watch no town halls. I'm not watching this shit. I know I'm going to watch town hall for Nothing going to change my mind. I'm voting for Kamala Harris. Okay? And if she, if she doesn't make out the primaries, then I'm voting for whoever makes out the primaries. But, I think it's going to be Kamala Harris. Because, like I said, the person who is going to beat Trump has to be somebody that represents and looks like the people who have been harmed by his policies. And it ain't Joe Biden, the white man. It's not. Um, so that's all I wanted. Everybody, oh, did you watch? Did you see? Did you watch? Nope, nope, nope. Sure didn't. Sure won't. Sure ain't. I don't. I don't need to. I, I already know what I'm doing. Um. All right. So let's get down to the brass tacks. So this is what I want to say. And this, you know, Game of Thrones. We about to see. We about. We about to see the. You know, the third episode where we gonna see what's what. But y'all, you know, I know it's just a TV show, and everybody got their favorite, and that's fine. Everybody can have their favorite. But y'all irritate the fuck out of me. Like, first of all, the people that binge watch it, I wish y'all could get in y'all own little chat room because y'all are all of our nerves. Because y'all just, when you binge watch a show, you can get caught up, but you don't get, you not, you miss a lot of the stuff. Y'all are here talking about when do we get interested in this boring. Like, I already know you're not appreciating the show because the shit got, the shit was interesting in the first fucking episode. So if you're on the TL talking about, I'm on season, I'm on episode eight, it's like, you're not getting it then. You, you, you're really not getting it. I don't know why you're watching. Because if you're on episode eight talking about it's boring, I don't really know. What you watching so I wish y'all could be in y'all own little chat room because y'all are annoying but I'm really tired of the way y'all coming for um Daenerys Targaryen Khaleesi um the unburnt first of her name um you know breaker of chains uh you know what let's you hold on because you know I've never really let's see what her actual because you know y'all 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 trying it y'all trying it let me let me, read, let me tell you because I want to get it right before I say what I say uh you know, I said a little bit last week, but y'all, you know, y'all come up from a girl, and I just want y'all to know, Daenerys of the House Targaryen, the first of her name, the Unburnt, Queen of the Andals, the Roynar, and the First Men, Queen of Marine, Khaleesi of the Great Glass Sea, Protector of the Realm, Lady Regent of the Seven Kingdoms, Breaker of Chains, and Mother of Motherfucking Dragons. Y'all hear that? Ne- Daenerys of the House Targaryen, the first of her name. The Unburnt, Queen of the Andals, the Roynar and the First Men, Queen of Marine, Khaleesi of the Great Grass Sea, Protector of the Realm, Lady Regent of the Seven Kingdoms, Breaker of Trains, and Mother of Dragons. Why did I read that twice? Because those motherfucking titles, that ain't no motherfucking, you know, glitter. That ain't no motherfucking um, aspiration. That ain't no motherfucking Pinterest list. Those titles are motherfucking um, receipts, bitch. These are things that she has done. So all of y'all with this entitled shit, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Y'all don't know, clearly y'all don't know what the word means, number one. And, you know, y'all, I don't, y'all talk a lot of shit. Listen, you like Sansa Sansa Stark, that's fine. I don't get this great, I mean, I get that her characters evolve, everybody's characters evolve, but if there's a character whose evolution is the least interesting, it is Sansa Stark because... Everybody else, John Stark, Arya Stark, motherfucking Theon Grey. Well, no, that's a bad example. Um, 
Daenerys Targaryen, Tyrion Lannister, Jaime Lannister, even motherfucking Cersei Lannister. Their characters are have evolved so much more to be so much more interesting and so much more layered than Sansa. I don't understand what this Sansa hype. What are y'all talking? Sansa has been the fucking worst the entire show. The entire show. She started the shit off. She. I, let me cut it short. All the shit that Arya said. When she came back to Winterfell and was and they was doing their shit with Littlefinger, it's accurate. You set all this shit up because you was worried about the wrong shit, wanted to be the princess and all of that, and and you still are. And and everybody is talking about this shit she pulled with Littlefinger. First of all, y'all act like Sansa came up with that all her own. She did not. That was a joint fucking project by all three of the Starks, and it really only happened because of Bran. Because Bran told her about the motherfucking knife. Other than that, she, her dumb ass still was been, you know, running off talking about Arya this and Arya that. It's your motherfucking sister. You ain't seen her in years. And she come back and is mad frosty. Arya way more mature and savvy than when she left. Dude was on Littlefinger from the door. Okay? I just, I don't know what y'all be talking about. I don't see it for y'all. Yes, they put, that was Arya. Arya's the one to cut his throat. Arya was the faceless man. Arya's the one that came in there like fucking cock locked and ready to go. She was going to kill that motherfucker with or without sound to guarantee you. Like, I just don't get it. Like, she called Littlefinger favor and y'all act like she was, uh, ran down there with her swords and helped John. She called Littlefinger, Knights of the Veil. She called in the favor. Like, Great, awesome, you finally figured it out, but like, oh, Sansa's the most cleverest person, what makes her clever? I don't, I don't understand what makes it, because she called Littlefinger, great, she finally fucking figured some shit out, great, you fucking, the last motherfucking one that finally figured some shit out, well, John didn't want to listen to her, because, of course not, because Sansa, all anybody knows of you is this dumb girl who makes horrible decisions, who fucking lied on your sister, who set all this shit in motion, and now because you got on your fucking big girl uniform, and you standing over this fucking table, I'm supposed to fucking listen to you, bitch, you don't swing no swords, you ain't laid down no bodies, you ain't been in no motherfucking warfare, yeah, Ramsey fucked you up, but again, that's, you know, your own doing, basically, like, fuck out of here, now I'm not gonna listen to you, cause I'm fucking, I'm a warrior, and you're not, and for those of you out there who don't know, cause I'm a fucking warrior, niggas that, niggas that fucking, that rap guns, and, sh- and send shots off, and lay niggas down, no, we don't listen to motherfuckers who don't, sorry, we don't, same way niggas that's been fucking don't listen to virgins, like, it's the same shit, like, what, what you talking, like, what are you talking about, you don't know what you're talking about, so, you know, all this heat y'all got for Daenerys. To look, we know who Daenerys is. That's We know that Daenerys is the daughter of the man. First of all, I think it would be very corny and very lazy to repeat the Mad King story. I don't think that's what's going to happen. That would be very lazy. And y'all talking about, you know, I see her dark side. I don't know what you're talking about. She has not done anything dark. Daenerys, like Tyrion said, is a fair and just queen. That's why he follows her. That's why John follows her. John saw the same thing. Like, I don't know what y'all think this is. I, you know, I, listen, whatever y'all do at the lunch table, whatever y'all do in y'all little group chats, like, that's not what happens in, in, like, real war and, like, real life and death, okay? You can't let people who rise against you in rebellion run, go off, because they'll come back and kill you, okay? They'll come back and slit your motherfucking throat, all right? She... Does not force anybody to anything. Yes, you must bend the knee because I am the motherfucking queen. I came 
to bring peace. And what peace means is everybody is getting along and everybody is following the rules. The rules that I set down because I went and I'm not going to have you out here running around doing whatever the fuck you want to do. Because that's how you end up with towers knocked down and, and bombs blowing up because people feel like they can do what the fuck they want to do because I'm fucking merciful and going to do whatever. No, bitch. No. You are allowed to have your gods. You are allowed to have your country. I'm not going to make you bow. I'm not going to let you be a slave because I don't have any slaves in my army. So I'm going to free you. But you're going to do what the fuck I say because I'm the motherfucking queen, bitch. Like, I don't understand. This ain't a democracy. What the fuck y'all talking about? You don't like it, then you got to beat me. Guess what? Good luck. Okay? So, yeah. When John told her, first of all, when John found out he wasn't John Stark, his first reaction was, yo, my father was a good man because his identity was attacked because his whole life he was John Stark, Ned Stark's bastard. Now he finding out not only is he not Ned Stark's bastard, he the motherfucking heir to the Iron Throne, which he does not want. Okay, so give Daenerys the same grace. Daenerys on the eve of fucking battle. First of all, let's start at the beginning. Let's start at the beginning. Okay, I got a navy. I got an army. I got the Dothraki. I got the Unsullied. I got motherfucking dragons. I am the fucking shit. I am the baddest bitch that you have ever seen. I have the most fearsome army that you have ever seen. Nobody can motherfucking fuck with me except that nigga over there with my little dragon. We gonna get to that in a minute. But none of you bitches can fucking breathe the air I breathe. I came here to help y'all not die because I don't need y'all. Because I'm a motherfucking Targaryen. My ancestral home is an island, Dragonstone, an island that sits on dragon, that sits on um, dragon glass. Which kills the walkers. Safe, bitch. That's what that means. It means it's fucking safe. Because somewhere along the way, my ancestors, who, by the way, conquered this entire area and settled this entire area and have ruled for centuries upon centuries. Sometime back in the past, the last time the White Walkers came, figured out that Dragonglass could defeat them. And so we built our ancestral home in an island because the motherfuckers can't cross water. So that's one level of protection on some Dragonstone. So I could have had my happy ass back on Dragonstone, sent my dragons to kill all your motherfuckers because none of y'all can't fuck with it, and been safe. But no, I'm not going to do that because my, my nephew Boo here, you know, is from here and he is Stark. And just fuck, I just, you know, I ain't going to let y'all die. Like the White Walkers, I've seen them. We all going to fight them together. And all she get is fucking ungrateful. Niggas, these fucking racist ass Northmen who roll their eyes and suck in their teeth, being y'all talking about oh Sansa shit. But first of all, that Queen of the North shit. That's why Rob got his fucking head cut off because nobody wrecked. The whole point is nobody recognized the King of the North. That's why when uh, Robert and and Cersei brought their asses up there, them motherfuckers had to bow and kneel because this King of the North shit ain't it. Like. I don't know what y'all talking about, but y'all, while y'all up here, cool. But when I come up here, I'm the motherfucking king. Ain't no king in the north. That's the whole thing with the Starks. It was, it, they were, it was a mockery. That's why Rob got his fucking head cut off, because he came up in the motherfucking fry house like, I'm the king of the north, bitch. No, you're not. The king is for the fucking, the queen, rather, is motherfucking Joffrey, well, king, queen, whatever. Motherfucking Joffrey Lannister down in King's Landing, and Tyler Lannister says, hello, bitch. As a control, like you ain't no motherfucking king. So for y'all to be talking about, oh well, she don't recognize Sansa. Why the fuck would I recognize Sansa, bitch? First of all, we on the eve of war. 
I am plotting. I am planning. Everybody is on tips because we might be dead tomorrow, bitch. And here you go with, well, after the war's over, what about the North? First of all, bitch, do you fight? Because I'm going to let you know. We might, you going to be in the crypt protect with the women and children we might not even win this shit so why would you ask me right now when i'm trying to come in and i'm trying to make peace and i'm trying to just look let you know look so i understand you know you're a woman you you got to tell these niggas up here in the just dirty ass north what to do so i'm i'm trying to empathize with you and here you go with this north shit i'm the queen bitch i came here to cap my throne that Targaryen throne, the Iron Throne, that was made by Targaryens. That is my shit. Y'all usurped my shit, and now I'm back. How about you fucking wait until after we done fought, and if we make it, and we don't all fought together, and we done came through this war together, I might be inclined to say, you know what, Sansa, go on, be a go. Y'all can be the Queen of the North, because goddamn it, them motherfucking White Walkers almost wiped us the fuck out. But we made it, bitch. Me, you, and three other people survived, and we beat the motherfuckers back. And you know, I ain't got no. You want to be? You came through. You want to be the Queen of the North? Fine. You don't ask me that on the eve of battle when I'm fucking these motherfuckers looking at me sideways and being unfucking grateful, and everybody like, fuck out of here. So yeah, she pulled back like sis. This not what we doing right now. Like, we don't even know if we're going to live. These motherfuckers going to be here in a few hours. We don't even know if we're going to live. And you're talking about what about the North? Sis, what about it? So I didn't think that was clever at all. I think it was clever you would wait. But, again, Sansa's not a warrior. Okay? All she worried about is her, her what she, is she going to be the queen of the North? Is she going to have to bow? Like, now's not the time, sis. And now's not the time. Number one. Number two, John tells her in the crypts, again, Hours before battle, oh, hey, by the way, um, I know all this time you've been thinking you're the heir to the Iron Throne, but actually you're not, it's me, because Sam and my, and my cousin, you know, they told me that actually, I'm the, um, my, my, your, um, brother, who you thought raped my mom, actually didn't, they was actually married, and I'm the legitimate heir, my name is Aegon Targaryen, how I know, oh, because my boy Sam, you know, you met him before, he told me, and also Bran, my brother, so, Daenerys had the same reaction that John had. Like, okay, oh, that is real fucking convenient. Okay, so now we back in Winterfell with all these dirty ass motherfucking people looking at me sideways. And now here you come, 20 minutes before the goddamn, you know, death is coming, talking about some your your brother and your and your boy Sam told you you the heir to the throne. That's real fun. her her reaction was realistic. I didn't think it was crazy. Like her identity was attacked the same his was because her whole life, first of all, she got usurped. She had to go on the run. She was left for dead. Survived many assassination attempts. Fucking took conquered the Marine, conquered Karth, conquered the the, the Thraki, and made her way the fuck back. Big dick energy, big balls. Y'all see all this shit? I'm back now. As to reclaim my throne. And here you go, nephew Bu. 20 minutes before these motherfuckers ride up in they silky Easter Park talking about you the heir to throne, bitch. I should kill you. What the fuck you talking about? I'm sorry. I'm going to need some receipts. I'm not telling what Sam, that fat nigga whose daddy I burnt up. No, I'm sorry. I'm going to need, we need to see these books. Take me to the library. I need to see this on some motherfucking paper because I don't know you, bitch. <laughs> I know my brother. I know my daddy. I know my uncle. You, I don't know. Okay? Second time, she showed that she's a queen. Jamie Lannister, my nigga, my, my boy. I really want him to survive, but he stabbed—he the one that stabbed her dad in the back. She could have really just killed him right there, just for that. Like, nigga, my whole life was because of the shit you did. Y'all motherfuckers tried to kill me, ran me the fuck off. Now you back. She asked, "What should be done?" Sansa said she let him go. John said she let him go. Tyrion, you know, 
said his piece, but that's his brother. Of course, it's not. Plus, she was already pissed at him because she fucked up Cersei, which justified because Tyrion, you should have knew motherfucker. You that speech he gave to Jamie talking about you already knew. You always knew what Cersei was. You all you always knew what Cersei was too, Tyrion, even more than Jamie. But you took her word. She was gonna send them soldiers. You knew she wasn't gonna send them soldiers. Jamie being fool, we understand because Jamie is fucking her and, and never sees. What he saw when she sat on the finally when he, she sat on the throne, really saw what she was. But the only one that really knew what t- what Cersei was was Tywin and you. So how you gonna tell Jamie you should have known? You should have known, nigga. So you know she was pissed at Tyrion for that because what I got from what I what I feel what I got from her conversation with Sir Joris, she needs. Tyrion to be correct because she understands that she has those impulses as Targaryen to just burn niggas up and she doesn't want to do that she doesn't want to be a dictator she doesn't want to be a despot she does not want to be that if you I don't understand how you've watched this whole show and not gotten that from Daenerys that's not what she wants that's why she took Missandei she does not want to be that way she locked her dragons up she she tries to be fair she doesn't want to be a dictator and so she needs Tyrion to check her she needs Tyrion for advice. That's why when she came, he, she was like, I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to kill you because I need you. I need your advice. I need... She takes counsel. She is the exact opposite of Cersei Lannister. She takes counsel because my first instinct is to fucking punch niggas in their face. So she needs Tyrion to be right. She needs to be able to trust him because what she does not like is to do something that is against her what she, her own counsel and have it be fucked up. And it's the second time now that she's followed Tyrion, what Tyrion said, and he's been wrong. So she was pissed at him, because, like, this your motherfucking sister, you know what the fuck I wanted to do, but I, took, I didn't trust that bitch, I thought she was lying, you said that she wasn't lying, she was your sister, you knew her, and then now he called Jamie, talking about she ain't coming. So what the fuck? So she was mad about that. Like, I don't understand, like, what, what, what do y'all think she's supposed to to do, I, like, I just, I don't know, y'all, like, if you, heavy is, people, there's a saying, heavy is the head that wears the crown, that's because when you are in the position of leadership, and particularly a woman, and you have people's lives, not, not, you know, accounts, and, you know, the book's gonna get, people's lives, that is a heavy burden, okay, and everybody has their opinion on how you should do it, this, that, and that, but ain't nobody got the range, all right, got opinions, you got, uh, things to say, but you ain't got the range. So shut the fuck up. Period. Um. So yeah, like I'm tired of y'all coming for that. I don't. I don't see this dark side. She has not done anything dark yet. Um. I'm just going by the interviews that Amelia has given the actress. It. It. it she. I don't know. She could. Could be mystery, but it made it sound like that it was not going to be a good ending for Khaleesi. We don't know what it is. I, again, I think the whole Mad King thing is corny. I just think that would be lazy. I think everybody sees that coming, and I just don't think that's it. Um, I personally, and I've said this before, people say it's a story of ice and fire, talking, about, and they say that that refers to John, who is a Targaryen to start. I don't think that's it. I've never thought that's it. I don't think that's what the ice and fire is referring to. I think the ice and fire is referring to Khaleesi versus the Night King. The Targaryen fire versus the, the um, Night King ice, that's what I think it is because she rides dragon he rides dragon, John rides a dragon too but he's you know, blended, I just I don't think, I don't think it's just about him, I don't think it's just about their love story, I think it's them two or her and versus the darkness, that's what I think fire and ice is okay, first thing second thing, a dragon has three heads, I have always thought that, that 
Tyrion Lannister is not a Lannister. He's actually Targaryen. First, I, I thought that. Then I was like, I don't know. I'm more... I personally think that the Night King is a Targaryen from the past. And I think he's the third writer. So I think that's... The dragon has... I think Khaleesi's vision of the dragon having three heads is her, John, and the Night King. Because that's the only thing that makes sense. Because it... Everything is foreshadowed on the show. Everybody's prophecy has to do with the show. And so if it's going to be the dragon has three heads and you don't account for the Night King, then you're missing a huge part of it. So, hold on, sorry. I just, I think that the third head is the dragon. It's, it's the Night King because he's already on the dragon. He's riding the dragon. People are like, oh, well, <clears throat> he can control everything dead. He can control everything dead, but that don't mean he can ride a dragon. That's different. He did. He. I. I think that. I think that people. And I've said this before, and this is why I think some people's analysis are trash. Y'all don't understand that everything in the story is foreshadowed. If you watch those past episodes, everything in this story is foreshadowed. So I don't think it's something as stupid as, oh, well, he can control everything dead. That would be dumb. What would be the point of that? If he could control everything dead, he wouldn't need to ride the dragon. He would just tell the dragon to blow the wall down. He is riding that dragon because he's riding the dragon. And only Targaryens can do that. So it doesn't make sense that he would, oh, well, he can control everything dead. That doesn't explain how he rides the dragon, though. Right? And the dragon has three heads. So, I think it's the Night King. But if it's not the Night King, it's Targaryen. It's, it's, it's Tyrion. There's an episode where Tywin tells Tyrion, you're no son of mine. I don't think that's hyperbole. I think that that's not his son and he knows it. We know, one thing we know is there was a lot of shenanigans during Robert's Rebellion. Babies, Khaleesi was hidden. John was hidden. Um... The history says that there was, in other words, there was a lead up to the Mad King. It's not just like the Mad King just was mad and Jamie killed him. The whole point of Jamie killing him, which another part of the story I don't seem to comprehend, the nigga was mad. He was, it was a build up. He was doing shit for years and years and years that was just crazy to the point where he was just burning niggas for nothing. And he ordered Jamie, like, oh, burn them, burn them all. And Jamie was like, nigga, no, nah, and just killed him. Cause he was like, "Listen, I, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do this." So, I think some shenanigans occurred back in the day, and you know, because they said he was raped. Maybe he raped Tyrion, uh, Tywin's wife, and because he was a king, he made him keep that baby, and that's why Tywin never liked Tyrion and treated him bad and told him, "You're no son of mine." That scene and the scene in the dungeon with the dragons. When that dragon, when Tyrion went down there, it's not just that the dragon didn't burn him up. It's the dragon, like, looked at him, like, please take mine off, too. And we know that the dragon bind, bonds with their riders. Khaleesi's dragon bonds with her. John's dragon is bonding, bonding with him. And when Tyrion went in that basement to that third dragon, that dragon looked at him and bonded with him. I think he is a third rider. We'll see. If it ain't him, it's the Night King. But anyway, I didn't mean to go. My whole point with that was y'all need to um, get off Khaleesi's nuts because y'all ain't got the range. Like, Khaleesi is literally, y'all, you can't sit with us and we black her. Nah, Khaleesi is seriously, you cannot sit with that bitch. That bitch is magic. That bitch rides dragons. That bitch is the real deal. She lays down. She don't sit from her throne to give orders. Bitch rides into battle, burns you the fuck up, dodges arrows and all of that. That chick is the real deal. You can't relate. Unless, unless... Bosses recognize bosses. Alphas recognize alphas. You're not an alpha. You can't relate. 
Y'all gonna stop, uh, y'all gonna give Khaleesi until she's not, I think, she, I think she probably is gonna flip, but I don't think it's why y'all say. Um, I don't think, I honestly, Khaleesi is fair. I think once she calms down and figures out, if they make it, figures out that actually he's telling the truth, he is the heir to the throne, I don't think, you know, I think she'll take it. Like, right now, it's an attack on her whole life, everything she's ever known, it's an attack on. I think once she processes that, uh, you know, because not only did she find out she's not the heir, she found out, she found out that her brother actually did not rape Leanna Stark, the story that she's known in her life. Um, she's not the last of her line. Her whole entire family was not wiped out because John is her nephew. So she has a, 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 a um, relative left. And the story is just not what she thought it was. That's a big deal to tell somebody on the evil war. I think she talk, took it well. All right. That's all I got to say about that. Y'all get the fuck up off Daenerys' uh, bra, uh, dragon straps. Sorry, I told y'all. This couch setup makes it harder to keep time. Okay. So the last thing came up today. I want to talk about this uh, article that was circulated on Twitter about, uh, I think it was Houston, a principal in Houston and certain address code. Now listen, when I first saw I did not read the article. I just saw the headline and I saw the poorly drafted and worded grammatically incorrect announcement and that turned me off instantly because I'm like how are you going to be talking about professionalism and how somebody should dress and how somebody should look and this should look like somebody for the eighth grade education wrote it okay and so I was going off that all day because let me just personally I school so I went to private school when I was younger we, we wore uniforms and then I went to public school we did not but and we didn't really you know, I went to school before they really started crazy with this dress code shit. Like ours was just like, you know, you couldn't wear you, you couldn't wear shorts till after you know a certain date, and it couldn't be like you know Daisy Dukes. They had to be like a certain length. Our dress code, in other words, our dress code wasn't too crazy. You know, if you had holes in your jeans, they had to be you know below the knee. It was it was not super crazy. I know afterwards shit got a little wild, but this shit even even the shit we had to do it always irritated me because to me it was always like. Y'all are worried about the wrong shit. We are kids. Like, if, if a kid is, it's just, the things that, that cause children to go off, the, the things that cause children to go off the rails, or the, or the signs that children may be going off the rails, or something may be wrong in their life, it's not their clothes. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not because somebody has rips in their jeans. They, they could be an A student. You know what I'm saying? Or the, or the student that's going to shoot the school up kid dressed in a suit every day like it's you worried about the wrong shit it just always annoy me because I'm like it has nothing to do with why we are here if students are learning and doing well and getting the grades and, and motivated and wanting to go to college and doing all of that why are you pressing them about what they're wearing I guarantee you can't you know some outfits just because we're in a school we're in an educational setting we're not in the club we're not outside playing yes you're going to have some standards but I just I just it just always bothered me because it's like this has nothing, this, this is, you know, it's always, oh, you know, they're distracting, it's always against the girls, you know, oh, well, they're distracting the boys, no, 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 the boys are distracted, and you need to get them back on track, you don't send a girl home because she has her arms out, like, you know, the boys can't concentrate, that's the boys' problem, so, I've just always, I've not liked that, and so, that was my first reaction, but then later in the day, I've read it, and I realized what was going on, and it was about the parents, it wasn't it wasn't like drop because listen, you drop your kids off at school. You might be coming from work. You you know seven o'clock in the morning. Maybe you're gonna go back to sleep. So you you know you might be in your role. You might be on rollers. You dropping them off and picking them up. Who cares? I was like, why are you pressed about it? But it wasn't that. It was 
coming into school functions, doing things for school. Now, listen, I'm not going to argue with y'all. I, I have been accused of being bougie, being, you know, whatever you want to say. And that's fine. I pay it. I'll take it. I was raised a certain way. I was raised, I told y'all I went to different charm schools. And I just, I believe in manners. I believe in decorum. I believe in professionalism. I think there's a time and place for everything. Okay? I believe in that shit. And I think that you motherfuckers who think that, you know, I just, I, I don't like to see people feel like being crass, being rude, being ignorant, being, you know, I'm going to just put my feet on the table because I'm like that. I don't, I don't, that that's being real. You're being crass and you're being ignorant and you're playing into stereotypes for what reason? Okay, manners and grace are to make everybody more comfortable. I don't want to hear you farting. I don't want to hear you belching. I don't want to see your draws. I don't want to see that. Like, have some pride. Have some taste. Have some decorum. Y'all can talk about this etiquette shame. And listen, y'all want to go fucking leave, live with the roaches, eat with your hands, licking barbecue sauce all over. Do what you want. I don't give a fuck. Get the fuck away from me. Okay, I, I don't. I don't like that shit. All right, and I don't think there's anything wrong with telling people. Listen, first of all. This is the problem. Why are you coming up? Your, your child is in school to get educated. So they can get good grades. So they can go to, go to school and make something of themselves. Why are you not treating the school with respect? Why are you coming up there looking a fucking mess and, and being whatever and, and just, you know, being as crass as you can? Like, what are you trying to prove? I said, oh, well, y'all not worried about how y'all look. Y'all worried about white people. No, you're worried about white people. You're bouncing off of white people because you 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 think that you know. In other words, somebody dressing you you think that somebody dressing nice and caring about how they look and taking something serious, you you're you're so focused on on, on white people that you can't understand. That's something that somebody who has grown up or just has pride in their appearance might want to do. It has nothing to do with white people. Everything you do is about white people. So, oh, well, I'm not going to do that. I, white people come up looking every kind of way. And I, I, I hate that, too. Like, me and my grandmother got into a big argument because I cannot stand when any time you say something to somebody, hey, maybe you shouldn't do that. Hey, well, white people do it. What the fuck? I don't give a fuck. Did I? I don't give a fuck what white people do. What white people do ain't got nothing to do with me. White people be out in public looking a fucking mess. They sure do. And you know what I say? Look at that fucking white piece of nasty ass looks a fucking mess. That's what I say. So you want to look like that? That's the level you want to compare it to? Oh, okay. Well, it's okay for you to look a fucking mess because you know the white people. Like you still, everything you do is focused on white people. And you think you being woke and you think you being super, you're not. You're out in, in, in school where you should be, if you take your child seriously, you take their education seriously, but you up in there with your ass out and your thumbs on, like, come on, man, get out of here with that. Get, get, respect yourself, respect the building, respect the teacher. That's how we get to, to a, a place like electing Trump because there's no standards, there's no bars. Anybody want to say, and ain't nobody saying you got to go in there in no three-piece suit. You ain't going on a job interview. But I was reading that thing. She's talking about people in their pajamas. You, it's the middle of the day. Like, shows have some respect. Would you go to your work in pajamas? No, you would not. So why are you at your child's school? And y'all could be on the TL with all that bullshit. And yes, we know dress codes are can be anti-black and all of that. But get, 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 listen. I'm not going to argue with you. You want to go down to your child's school and your underwear and your drawers, fine. But I'm letting you know that um, you, that's there's nothing real about that. There's nothing extra black about that. There's nothing authentic about that. You you look like a slob. You look like somebody who doesn't take yourself seriously. You look like somebody who's who's doesn't give a fuck. And so, but you want to be respect. Oh, you going to respect me, ma'am. You are in here in house shoes, rollers, and a bonnet at 3.30 in the afternoon demanding respect. I don't understand what, what's going on here. 
Okay, you want? I, I don't. I don't get it. I, I don't understand. Can you know? I, I, we just had this. We just gonna be staring at, like that meme with Puff Daddy standing to do. That's just gonna be us because I, I don't understand why you're in your, your house clothes. I don't understand why you're here in the thong. I don't understand why you're here with your ass out. I really don't. This is it, I, this is a meeting about your child's report card. What what are you doing? You couldn't put on jeans and a t-shirt and some sneakers. Like that's all I ask. I'm asking you to come in here in a suit. You know. So I, listen. That's all I got to say about that. Y'all can disagree. I don't care. I, I'm so tired. I hate, I hate, I hate. I cannot stand that. People who think that being rude, being crass, having no manners, being whatever is, is somehow being real or not bowing to white people. It's not about white people. It's not about that. There's a time and a place for everything. You're out in the public. No, you should represent yourself well. You should, like, act like you have some home training. Like, maybe you don't. Like, that's, that's, that's... Whatever. I don't like that shit. Okay. I I, I just I I feel like if you go into your child's school, I don't feel I don't feel like anything she said was unreasonable. Okay. Teachers don't get paid a lot of money. Principals don't get paid a lot of money. Y'all don't discipline y'all kids. Y'all don't teach y'all kids a goddamn thing. They're dealing with your fucking badass, disrespectful ass, fighting teachers ass kids all day. They bring you up to school, try to talk some sense to you, try to help you want to come up in some fucking thongs and flip flops and want to cuss the teacher out and you going to respect me. I'm not, ma'am. I'm sorry. I'm not. You standing here in your club. It's 3.30 in the afternoon. You got on thongs and fucking your titty nipples is out. I'm sorry. I don't respect. I'm not going to respect you. You can't make me. What you going to do? We want to fight? I'll call the cops. I don't know what to tell you. Please come back with some proper attire. Restaurants don't let you in looking like that. Clubs don't let you in looking like that. But the school, you're supposed to just be roll up in the school how you want to. Y'all y'all have no respect for teachers. You have no respect for the school. You have no respect for yourself. You have no respect for your kids. And if you think that's real and you think that's fine, that's, that's cool. I'm just letting you know that, you know, do that shit over there. Because everybody don't need to go along with that. And, um, you're not super woke and you're not just dissing. You, you, you acting like... You don't have no sense and no home training at all. Block me, unfollow me, I don't care. I did, I read into that and I didn't think it was anything wrong with what she said. I didn't think she was wrong. Um, yeah, and that's, you know, that's all I got to say on that. Like, I just, I get tired, like, y'all be performing on Twitter so much and y'all just got, uh, you know, like, don't you ever just sit back, do, or do you ever just sit back and be like, hmm, I just read something where a person said, please don't come into school, you know, with your ass cheeks hanging out and, you know, your titties out. But you know what? I, I'm just going to argue. I'm going to argue against that. I'm going to TL and I'm going to say that's respectability policy. And I'm going to say, like, like, what goes to your mind? Like, do you ever, can you ever just read something and say, oh, okay, that seems reasonable. Yeah, that, I don't have a problem with that. Like, why does every, like... It's like y'all get on there and y'all make these stupid ass arguments and it's like I don't understand what I'm supposed to do with you sis. Like yesterday somebody was saying how this whole thing where prisoners, you know, prisoners should be able to vote. I'm sorry, no. You should not be able to vote when you're in jail because the whole point of in jail is you lose your freedoms. You don't, you don't, when you are a prisoner, when you are convicted, you don't have all the privileges you used to have. The main one being you can't, you know, be free and you can't do everything that, that you used to do as a citizen. That is the entire point of jail. The issue is when you get out and you have paid your debt society, said you got to do five years, you got you did five years, now you're back out. Now you should be able to vote. Your, your right to vote should not be permanently taken away because they didn't put you in jail forever. They put you in jail for five years. You pay, you know, 
I don't care if you're a murderer. I don't care if you're a rapist. You should be able to vote. No, you shouldn't be able to vote. The reason we put murderers and rapists and people like that in jail is because we say they're not good people. And we say they don't have the best decisions. And we say that they have committed a crime that is so heinous and so against what people want that we don't want them to have rights. Main one being freedom. So... No, you, like you just you, like you want to argue that fine, sis, but like please take it over there because I'm not gonna be arguing dumb shit with you. Like n- no, everybody ain't in jail for tickets. People are in jail because they belong in jail because they do hard things. They kill people. They they murder people. They rape people. They molest children. I don't want to give a fuck about you. Need a stupid ass liberal argument about how they should be able to vote. No, no, they should not be able to vote. That's one of the privileges you lose when you go to jail. Fuck out of my face. Like, y'all just get, y'all just like, it's no sense. It's no common sense. It's no fucking sense at all. And I'm just sick of that shit. Like, I don't even argue. Like, fuck, say to go over there. You matter of fact, get on the escalator down with the tether. Go down there and fucking argue with the motherfucking tether. Argue that shit, because they probably want to hear it. I don't. Fuck out of here. All right, y'all. Um... I should have said this at the beginning. It's been a little freewheeling episode. I kind of like didn't. I came up. <laughs> I didn't know what I was to talk about this week. It's been a busy week. Wednesday rolled around really fast. I've told y'all before. I ain't trying to complain. I cannot stand my fucking job. I'm like just trying to. I'm having interviews. Nothing's coming through. I'm just gonna keep the faith. But like I, you know, when you don't like what you're doing all day and you're busy, it's just it's extra stress. So um, I, I didn't really know what I was gonna do on this episode, but I, I think I pulled it together. Um, you know. So thanks for listening. Thanks for asking. Tell your friends. Um, the webpage is at thanksforasking.co. The email is thanksforaskingpodcast at gmail.com, but I don't check it that often. But you can hit me at KMGZ on Twitter, and, you know, I'll see you. I'll see y'all. Rate me. Um, give me five stars, please. Tell your friends. Give me comments. Thank you for listening. My audience is growing every week. I see y'all. Y'all telling your friends. Follow me on Instagram, please. Genghis Carol. Same thing as... um. On my Twitter, cause yo, y'all like y'all. Is y'all trying to tell me I'm ugly? Is that what it is? Cause I'm only my fucking Instagram followers are trash. Like, goddamn, motherfucking um, people's pets and shit got more followers than me. Like, I feel away. Um, yeah, and um, that's it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for asking. Um, see y'all next week. Peace. <laughs>